Good morning, my beautiful, powerful, amazing people. Thank you so much for being here. I just danced around my apartment for 30 minutes, <laughs> drinking my coffee, just lit some incense. <laughs> and I just feel so grateful to be sitting here in this moment because I feel like this podcast has been a work in progress for months now. If you found me on Instagram or TikTok and you've been following my journey for a while now, you will know that the podcast has been something I've been wanting to do for so long months now. And, you know, it kind of went through so many different changes along the way to get it to where it is today of actually you can podcast. To give you guys a little backstory, the podcast was originally supposed to be about embracing singleness, dating relationships. And don't get me wrong, that's going to be a huge topic on our show because I know a lot of my audience on TikTok and Instagram is really interested in hearing my perspective and my stories and my thoughts on those topics. However, I realized, you know, revelation came to me where I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this all wrong. <laughs> it's almost like when you're starting a project and you're, you're pretty much like 75% the way through and then you realize, hey, oh my gosh, this is all wrong. A few weeks ago, that hit me hard because I realized as I start talking about so many other different things on TikTok and Instagram with you guys and my community, started to realize that, wow, I have so much more to share, you know, rather than just my singleness journey. Long story short, I changed the title from a single-handedly happy to actually you can because of this. I want this podcast to be entirely about empowerment, self-reliance, growth, confidence, and really sharing the behind the scenes of my life and my growth journey with you guys, but also being able to cover so many different topics. I don't want there to be a limit on this podcast. I want you to walk away from each and every episode really feeling inspired. I feel like every single time we're scrolling on social media nowadays, you know, you come across someone's content who really does change your perspective. And my goal is really just to be that person for someone, just maybe one person on every single episode. So let's dive in. If you have no idea who I am, that is totally okay. I'm not going to be offended. I promise. <laughs> my name is Stephanie Fabre. I'm 24. I live in Los Angeles. I do a few different things for work. So I model. I'm a content creator. As you guys know, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm also an entrepreneur. So I was running a social media agency when I was 23 years old. I'm still doing freelance work. However, I'm not going full force with the social media agency anymore. I'm also a certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, and fitness is also a huge part of my life. There is really no guidelines here. You know, I didn't really come to this podcast having a script. I'm not reading off of anything. This podcast is really almost just a diary entry, but for other people to read. And the reason for that being is that I have experienced so much in my life, only being 24 years old, that I really want to share as much as I can in each and every episode. So we're just going to kind of fly through it. I was thinking about, you know, where's the best place to start? I feel like my journey is kind of very complex, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. And I think the best place to start is this. The reason for this podcast originally, we kind of talked about this before, was all about being single and embracing being single. So on TikTok, on Instagram, I've been very open about this. I've been very vulnerable with the fact that the past year from September 2020 to September 2021, I took an entire year 
out of dating. I stopped dating for an entire year and I really just focused on myself. To me, that was a big thing. So I wanted to document my journey on Instagram and TikTok and really just share my experience with, you know, the highs and lows of really taking time away to just focus on myself. The more I think about it, taking a year out of the dating scene really wasn't so much about dating as it was more about my growth journey as a person and truly focusing on myself for once in my life. So prior to September 2020 and when I started the whole singleness journey, I was dating so much and I really am not kidding when I say I was going on several dates a week and you know thinking about that now I was like that was so excessive, you know, why why was I why would I do that? But it's quite obvious honestly why I was doing that and I didn't want to admit this for a very long time but the true genuine reason why I was doing that was because I was seeking validation from other people looking back I did not know how to make myself happy I didn't know who I was I wasn't even close to starting a growth journey because I wasn't committed to myself at the time and that's really interesting because as a person I always took so much pride and still to this day and really being committed to self-growth. I think that's the one thing that anytime anyone looks at me, they're like, hey, you have a great work ethic. You're really passionate and you really do commit to self-growth. I think that's, you know, those are things that I really do take pride in. And I think other people see that. But during this time in my life, during most of 2020, I just wasn't there. Mentally, I was somewhere way else. I was focused on the wrong things. I was hanging out with the wrong people. And honestly, I just was not on my way to stepping into my potential as a person. I wasn't even close to that point. I think a lot of people are curious about what changed and how did that process go from dating so much to truly just not dating at all and going cold turkey. I think the most interesting part about this is that the the first few months of me not dating at all were actually quite easy. I think they were the easiest few months because of this. I personally think I was so over and disgusted with how my dating experiences were going that I finally felt comfortable and safe for the days of my week. Like instead of Friday night relying on other people to make me happy, I finally had my control back. I finally had my power back of saying, hey, you know, I'm gonna sit here and watch a movie or read a book and I have full control over how I feel during those moments in time because I'm no longer looking to other people for validation. As much as I wanna sit here though and tell you that this entire year of not dating was just smooth sailing and I was growing and I was evolving and I was focusing on myself, that is the farthest thing from true. When I say it was the most intensive, rigorous time in my life of self-growth, it truly was. The reason why this journey was so important to me and the reason why it was so intense and rigorous was because I was so committed to being the woman that I always knew I wanted to be. As a little kid growing up playing soccer, I always envisioned myself to be this strong, empowered, confident woman. And I never really knew how I was gonna get there. I just knew I was gonna get there. And that is the reason why I took this growth journey so seriously was because I knew I was so far off of this path previously that there was no way I was going to be that woman 
one day because I had not done the inner work. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I like. I didn't know what I didn't like. I didn't take time for self-care. That is the reason why I'm so committed to this. And as you might imagine, there was so many roadblocks. And I want to talk about one really quick because I get this question all the time. Learning to not need validation from other people to feel good. People ask me this all the time. And this was one of my biggest roadblocks during the beginning of this year, during the beginning of my growth journey. Previously, I had thought about dating in such a different way, but mostly subconsciously, I was dating to find validation in other people. So as you can imagine, I removed the dating scene aspect from my life, and what am I left with? I have to learn how to be happy on my own. I'm not gonna lie, this was honestly probably one of the biggest challenges I was faced with, is really understanding how to validate myself and how to be secure in myself and how to gain confidence. This is when I realized that a mindset shift was 100% necessary and needed because I was no longer going to get that validation from going on a 7.30 p.m. hinge date on a Tuesday night. But hey, I just want you all to know that this is just my specific path and it was my decision to not date for a while. And at the time, it really wasn't, hey, I'm not gonna date for an entire year. It was just... I need some time away from the dating scene to get the focus back to myself. So not dating, dating, it's all up to you, but it's your growth journey. You can start at any point in time. I'm a full believer of that. And for me, it was just not dating. I needed to remove dating from my life for a little bit to get the focus back on myself. Any episode that you listen to of mine, take what resonates with you and just leave the rest. I'm a huge believer in that. I try to do that with any conversation I have with anyone. I try to soak up the information that they're giving me. And if it resonates with me, great, I'm going to keep it. But if it doesn't resonate with me and my specific journey and my growth journey and my path, I'm just going to leave it. That's totally fine. But at least they had that opportunity to share their experience with me. And that's exactly what I'm doing here today. Anyways, I got a little distracted. (laughs) This shift in my mindset was truly such a progression and I could not make that more clear. I didn't just wake up one morning and everything was different and my life had completely changed. It was a collection of individual moments where I chose myself, where I chose to meditate, where I chose to journal before bed, where I chose to do my affirmations in the mirror, where I chose to say my affirmations out loud and remind myself that I'm confident, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm intelligent, and I'm going to be exactly who I want to be. It's just a matter of when, not if. That being said, of course, I think everyone's own growth journey timelines are going to look very different. My timeline is going to look very different from yours in terms of when things are happening, when things are shifting. However, for me, my struggle was impatience. That was honestly the biggest struggle out of all of this. And the shift in my mindset was that I wanted everything to evolve so much quicker than it did. It wasn't until several months later until I truly had realized the shift 
around me. And I think this came from a few people messaging me on Instagram, just saying, wow, you look so much more confident. What did you do? That made me think, I was like, what did I do? What what did I do? And I started to think back on all the little collection of moments. And that is when I realized that the shift was happening. I get a lot of questions about these habits that I changed and how that really played into the mindset shift. And I think I want to dive into this a lot more on a different episode, but I'll cover a few right now. So for example, I'm a big believer in having your space clean. And for me in particular, I just feel so much more at ease if my space is clean. I think that really does help with any anxiety I have at the time. So for example, always cleaning the kitchen before I go to bed, cleaning the dishes before I go to bed, just cleaning up my space, getting it tidy, getting it orderly before I wake up in the morning. When I do wake up in the morning, having a very clear, specific morning routine. That was one thing that just helped me so much. Before that, I didn't really have a morning routine. I kind of just would wake up and just go with the flow and see what would happen. Now I know that a morning routine is very essential for me specifically. It just helps start my day off on a really good foot. So I have to make my bed in the morning. I have to do my skincare routine. I work out in the morning most days. And I think that really honestly does play a big part into starting my day off on the right foot. Beyond that, I always try to like clean up a little bit more before I leave to go to the gym. And before I leave to go to the gym, I always check my email. I always kind of do my little to do list of like anything that is like pending or anything that needs my attention. I could go on for a very long time about all the habits that I've changed in the past year and how all those individual habits and all those little choices really helped with the overall shift of my mindset. However, I want to get into those on a different episode so we can dive so much deeper into them. So one topic everyone has been wanting me to talk about so much is doing things alone. It's funny because every single time I go to dinner alone, I post about it and I get so many DMs of people being like, girl, how do you do it? Tell us, how do you do it? I've been wanting to go to dinner alone for a while now and I'm trying to get the courage to do it. Can you please tell me how you were able to go to dinner alone and feel comfortable? We just talked about the affirmations, the mindset shift, these little habits that I was changing that really helped boost my confidence. And once I started to gain confidence, I really then started to realize how much I loved my alone time and how much I valued it, which is the reason why I really started to do more things alone. I think the biggest thing here is just repetition. It's never going to feel comfortable the first time you do something like that. For me, it had taken several times of me going and doing things alone to finally break through and enjoy it. The first few times you are just getting used to it. You're like, oh my gosh, this is uncomfortable. People are staring at me. I'm all dressed up and I'm here to meet no one but myself. I think the biggest thing is truly just knowing that you're gonna be uncomfortable and embracing it and just owning it. I will say though, the challenge with going to specifically dinner alone and something that I have learned to just embrace and accept is this. There are going to be people who stare. In today's age, it's just always like, oh, who are you with? Like who is coming? And the reason why I post about it so much is just that I want you guys to know it's more than okay. Show up alone. 
who cares? Because I think so many people just feel like, oh, I can't enjoy my time in public alone unless I'm with someone else. I don't know why society has taught us this because before I started doing this myself, I used to never do that. I was terrified to go places alone, go to dinner alone, even lunch alone, even to go eat coffee alone. Like I was always so terrified to be in public because A, like I didn't really want to run into anyone and have them see that I was alone and just be like, I didn't know how to enjoy my time alone. Here's the thing. I would be lying if I said that I feel comfortable doing everything alone. Depending on the situation, sometimes I'm terrified. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. I feel so awkward. What do I do? I think the biggest thing for me is just recognizing those moments of discomfort and just realizing my intention for going there. The reason why I'm there at dinner, it's not to make these other people happy. It's not to feed into them staring and them making comments and giving that energy because that's not going to do any good. What I've learned is to just ignore the outside noise as much as I can and focus on myself. Like focus on the reason why I'm there. I'm there to read. I'm there to write. I'm there to do work. Those are the reasons why I'm there. I'm there to enjoy my meal. Focus on yourself and the rest will just flow so much easier the minute that you make that mindset change. I want you to know though, like I get it. It's not easy when the first interaction you have showing up to a restaurant is with someone, you know, making a comment about you being alone because this has happened to me a lot. And what I say to that is, who cares? I can guarantee you it is not their intention to make you feel uncomfortable. One thing that really helped me is just realizing that everyone is so focused on themselves anyways. And a lot of it was just me overthinking the situation. No one actually thought I was weird at all for being there alone. You're there for a reason. You just have to keep that reason in mind. You're there to enjoy yourself. You're there to push yourself outside your comfort zone. You're there to get work done. You're there to do whatever you wanna do. The biggest thing is to not let that outside noise disturb your peace. And that takes time. And I'm still learning that as well. I want to talk a little bit more about the self-discovery aspect of my journey because a lot of people have been asking me about that too. If you look at pictures of me from even six months ago, but mostly like nine months ago, a year ago, 15 months ago, you would see a clear distinction in who I am today and who I was then. And a huge part of that, in my opinion, is the self-discovery aspect. And you might ask, okay, what does that really mean to discover yourself? To me, and this is what I truly did, was I explored so many different avenues. I really tried to understand what I like and what I don't like. And I'm not even talking about relationships. I'm just talking about life. Really what I mean by that is just exploring. Do I like this apartment? Do I like that apartment? Do I like this food? Do I like that food? Do I like hanging out with this person? Or do I like hanging out with that type of person? What do I like about this person? What don't I like about this person? These are all things that I started to consciously become so much more aware of. And I know this sounds silly because you should be like, Steph, you should already be doing this. Like in your everyday life, you should be consciously making little notes in your head of what you like and what you don't like. But previously, I was never conscious of it because I was so focused on the wrong things, on the wrong people. And I was so focused on everyone else that I really never was focused on myself and my thoughts and my emotions. So this truly just means exploring, doing things in your free time that you wouldn't normally do. 
You would never know if you like to go surfing if you've never surfed before. It's crazy, but the minute that you're aware of what you like and what you don't like and these small little decisions every single day and you're conscious about it and you really start to understand yourself and who you are and the more you learn about yourself, it really impacts every other area of your life. I'm talking about relationships, knowing what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept, having your list of must-haves, having your list of deal breakers. That's one thing I've learned, but also to go off of that, friends, friends, making friends. Y'all, I'm not gonna lie. This has been a very challenging part of my life in Los Angeles specifically. So I moved to LA at the end of October of 2020 and picked up my life moved across the country from Boston and I started over. I love change, I love a new challenge. So I was like, oh, perfect, this is not gonna phase me. I'm just gonna do the same thing I did in Boston and I'm gonna go on Bumble BFF and I'm gonna meet people, I'm gonna be very friendly and everything's gonna be great. What I didn't realize though, is that because I was holding myself to a much higher standard now, I expected the same from other people. I wanted to surround myself with people that were holding themselves to a very high standard as well, rightfully so. To me, it's very important to have friends who add value in your life and vice versa. When I moved to LA, I cut out a lot of people in my life. I was starting on this new path, being committed to myself and my happiness, and it was the best thing for me that I could have possibly done. So this is something I've been very open about on TikTok and Instagram. I talk a lot about protecting your energy, protecting your energy, surrounding yourself with people who add value, who are not gonna feed off of your energy, who are gonna add to your energy. And the best way I can explain this is if you go hang out with your best friend, whoever your friend is, after you hang out with this person, do you feel better or do you feel worse? Do you feel like that energy that you once had was being sucked out of you? Or do you feel leaving energized, feeling like a better person? I say this because I did a lot of reflection on the people that were in my life previously that I did cut out. And I quickly realized that some of these people didn't have the right intentions. They weren't my friend for the right reasons. They weren't adding value in my life. Or maybe they just didn't have the same mindset that I was beginning to develop. At the time, I felt guilty about this. Like I felt guilty, like, gosh dang, I know I have to cut this person off, but I don't want to do it. I know that cutting this person off will be the best thing for my mental health, will be the best thing for me moving forward, but I don't want to do it. I have so much history with this person. I think I felt guilty because I just didn't want to hurt other people. I didn't want them to think that I was better than them in any way possible because that wasn't the case. It's not about who's better than who. It's really just about, are you meant to be in that person's life and vice versa at that period of time or not? And that's really what I was thinking about is like, is this person meant to be in my life right now? Are they adding value in my life at this moment? Yes or no? I think the biggest indicator that I did the right thing was months later, I would recall that person either seeing them on Instagram or whatever it may be. I would think about that person and I would be like, wow, I truly have not thought about our friendship in four months until this moment. And that was always the indicator that I had done the right thing. Because otherwise I'd be thinking about them and the value that they brought into my life and what I was missing and I would feel bad, but I never felt that way. 
I say this because it's very important to reflect upon the people that are in your life, the people that you are closest to in your life. There's that one saying that everyone knows you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That is so important. You need to protect your energy. You need to know who you're surrounding yourself with. You need to know those people's intentions. You need to know what value they bring to your life. So I really just encourage everyone to just reflect at the least about who you're surrounding yourself with. That is it for the first episode of Actually You Can, a podcast all about empowerment, self-reliance, and growth. I truly hope you took away something, at least from this episode, or just maybe enjoyed hearing about my experiences and my growth journey. I look forward to talking with you guys and just being open and vulnerable on all of these episodes. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Remember, you are worth it. You deserve it. And actually, you can do it and you can be whoever you want to be. I will see you all next time.